Beloved, welcome to the Teenager's Special Session on Grace Life Kami Podcast, where every young adult gets to grow in the knowledge of God via the teaching of the Word of God. This is one of God's provisions for teenagers to receive the revelation light needed to reveal Christ in their various communities thereby fulfilling their purpose on earth. Now join this session. Jesus is Lord. So today's uh, Bible story, we are going to be taking it from the book of First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 28. Um, quite a long story, so we are going to have it for today. Okay, because uh, we have 21 verses. Or we begin and see what we're going to Okay, so First uh, Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1 says, David asked all the leaders of Israel to come to him at Jerusalem. The leaders of the tribes had to come with the officers over the king's work. That included the officers over the king's teams and his animals or his son's teams and their animals. It also included the officers over the groups of 1,000 or 100 men. All the officers in the king's house and all his brave army officers had to come too. Okay? So we are talking about officers. They are the people that David has given powers to watch over his properties, to watch over his teams. Okay? Watch over his family, especially his sons and all that his sons has. Okay? Now verse 2 says, King David stood up and he said, Listen to me my relatives and my people i wanted very much to build a house for the lord's covenant box to stay yeah? there's something called the lord's covenant box good it is called an ark the ark of god okay so david wanted to build a beautiful temple a big temple to put this nice box of the lord inside covenant box okay and he continued to say and he continued to say, and I wanted it to be a place for our God to put his feet. And I prepared the things that I would need to do it. But God, verse 3 says, but God said to me, you are a fighter and you have killed people. So you must not build a house for my name. So this is what King David wanted to do. He wanted to build a big temple beautiful temple and put in the covenant box of God inside called the ark okay but he couldn't God did not allow it because David was also a fighter remember David always went to battle after he killed Goliath he went to many 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 battles over 60 60 battles and killed the enemies he killed the enemies mighty enemies killing them he kept killing them so, at the end of all this, he wanted to build the house of the Lord and just keep enjoying God. But God said, no, you have bought all the materials. Yes, you have prepared the goods. You have bought the wonderful, you know, timber and the rest of it to build the temple. But no, 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 no. Your hands have a lot of blood on it. So, you cannot build my temple. Okay? So, we continue. 
Verse 4 says, But the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me from my clan. He chose me to be king over Israel for all time. He chose Judah to rule over the people, and he chose my family from the tribe of Judah. And he chose me from my father's sons to be king over all Israel. Verse 5 says, The Lord has given me many sons, and he has chosen Solomon from among them. Okay? He has chosen him to sit on the king's seat and to rule over the Lord's kingdom, the kingdom of Israel. So you see, when David called the officers, called the relatives, called the sons, uh, he couldn't just go straight to the point and say, Now, it is time for me to tell you people who is going to do what I cannot finish. And the person is Solomon. No. You see, if you have done like that, look and see if you have planned for it already. So he called all of them, and before he told them what he wanted to tell them about Solomon, he began to tell them how it all started and where he wanted to go to. And God said, No, you cannot do it because your hand has a lot of blood. And he began to remind them that, Look, I am from Judah. Okay? God chose Judah, and then in Judah, my family. Is there and my father has what? How many sons? Many sons. And God chose me, even the smallest out of all the sons of my father, to rule over the uh, kingdom of what? Israel. And then he's now saying that verse it. He said, He said unto me, Solomon, your son will build my house. And the buildings round it. That it that is because I have chosen him to be like my son i will be like his father can you see what happened that's how god chose him david had many sons too but god chose one and that was who so solomon. solomon was not the only son of david he was not the biggest the oldest son of david neither would he have been the really son of david that's the last one of the family huh? But God chose who? Solomon. And made Solomon to be the one to build the temple of God that will put the ark of God in the temple and build other beautiful places around the house of God. Okay? Now verse 7 says, But he must always do the things that give me pleasure. Hmm? God told David that his son Solomon must always do what? Do the things that give him pleasure. That's the things that make God happy. Okay, and he must obey my laws. Solomon, for him to build the house of God, he must do what? Give God pleasure and be obedient to the word of God. Okay, and God said, He must obey me as He is doing now. So, you see, when it comes to God, God has chosen you because of how you are giving Him pleasure, how you are obeying His word. But God wants you to make sure you also continue doing what? Doing the same thing. Huh? You have to continue obeying the word of God. You have to continue doing things that give God pleasure. Okay? And then it continues by saying that if Solomon does that, God says, I will make his kingdom strong for all time. Huh? So for God to always be with Solomon, God was saying that I will be with him if he continues to give me pleasure, continues to obey me, mm? 
I'll be with him. But if he does not do that, hmm, you see? So it is not enough to say I'm obeying God now. God wants you to continue to obey him. And verse 8 says, Now I am telling you this in front of all the Lord's people in Israel. And God can hear what I'm saying. You must be careful to obey all the laws of the Lord your God. You must carefully read about all his rules and you must obey them. Then you will have this good country, Israel. Okay? And after you die, it will be for your descendants to keep for long, for all time. Okay? So, for you to enjoy God's presence for all time, we're going to stop in verse 8. Let's continue reading um, Solomon building the house of the Lord. Praise God. So we're learning that um, obedience is important. Okay? Listening to the instructions of God and doing them is important for us to uh, continually enjoy God's blessing. You know, and God's um, mighty hand of our lives. Amen. Amen. Alright, so um, we've seen um, the story of Solomon. We began understanding um, last some weeks back that we everybody has a purpose. We're created for a purpose. There's a need you have to meet. Um, we have about six billion people on earth. That means we have about six billion problems on earth. Are meant to be what? Solve. All right. And um, you have the purpose makes you know how significant you are. Makes you know how important you are. Um, without purpose, you will not feel important. And you're not born for nothing exactly. Now, so in every home, every child has to be made to know how important he or she is. You have to be made to know how significant you are in the home. Are you getting what I'm saying? When children are not made to know how important they are, when they go out, they won't feel what? Important. They won't feel significant. Are we together? And so um, we understood that. And um, everybody has that desire to feel important, to feel significant. Are we together? Yeah. And um, we must make people feel important and feel significant around us. Um, if you don't make people feel important, if you don't make people feel important around you, um, you destroy their self-esteem, you destroy their... Um, yeah, um, yeah, self-worth. That's why it's good to make them feel important around you. Are we together? Yes. Yeah. It's good to make them feel important around you. And also, you make yourself feel important. Make yourself feel very important. Because it's not every time people make you feel important. So you have to make yourself also feel what? Very important. You know, um, and so significance, feeling important, is needed every human being. Every man be wants to wish, wants to feel important. Every man be wants to feel significant. Yeah? Every man be wants to be told you are beautiful. Every lady wants to be told you are beautiful. Every man wants to be told you are handsome. Are we together? And everybody wants to be told you are a success. Everybody wants to be told you amount to something. And you get what I'm saying? And so that's basically the cry for significance. It comes in different ways, you know, um, and. If you don't have it, you discover that it's happening like you are worthless. Are we together? You are good for nothing. 
But that is why we made us understand that we're important, we are good for something. God created you for something good. And you may be small, but you are still important. You are still very good. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Alright. Now, so when God created the first man and woman, He put in them the need to feel that their lives was important. Are you getting what I'm saying? Um, that desire to feel important is not that put in there. It's not you that put in there. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, that's what actually makes you still stay on planet Earth. Because um, you see some husband and wife, when the wife dies, in no time before you know the husband will die. Or when the husband dies, before you know the wife will die. Because the sense of who was making me feel important has gone. You get it? Nobody's making me feel important again. And the person goes through. So that feeling is there. God put it there. And everybody desires, everybody has it. Are we together? We all have the need to feel important. And the first way God made man feel important was to give man a work to do. You get what I'm saying? The Bible told us in Genesis chapter 2, and God created man and put him in a garden to what? To dress and to what? And to keep the garden. To dress and to keep the garden. Why? Work makes you feel significant. Genesis 2 verse 15 says, And God took the man, and the Lord God took the man, and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to do what? To keep it. Um, what makes you feel significant is um, work. Are you getting me? God, the person that made you feel significant is work. After God created man, he blessed man. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. God blessed man. Hmm? After he blessed man, the next thing he was to give him what? Work. Because blessing without work makes you insignificant. It's just like you have so much energy and there's no way to put the energy. You have so much strength that there's no way to put the strength. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's even one of the challenges that young people are teenagers have. They have so much strength. So much strength. And they keep looking for where to channel the strength. Where to channel energy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Teenagers, children, they have strength. That's why I see that we jump from money to night, jump from money because of too much strength. Are you getting me? Too much strength. For adults, um, we have learned over the years how to now manage our strength. And you see, you see us trying to manage our strength so we can even use it into the night. But the children will jump to unite. If you don't tell them to go to bed, they won't even want to go to bed. Because they have too much strength. Why? It was put in by God there. Strength was put in by both mental strength, financial, um, sorry, physical strength. They were put in by God. You, I always used to wonder, I ask myself, I, say, I wonder how I was doing in primary school and JHS. I was doing 13 subjects in a term. 13 subjects. And I'll read 13 subjects. And I'll pass them. And I wonder I was able to read 13 subjects. But as you go on in life, the subjects you do, they reduce. They reduce. Till you get to a point where you now start doing only in when you get to your master's. How many do you now do? When you get to your PhD, you're not basically focusing on one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Because at an early stage, you have strength. Are you getting me? And the purpose of strength is for work. So when God created man, he gave man work to do. Why? 
Because what we help man use his strength rightly. What we help man channel his strength rightly. And what will make him what feel important. Are we together? Yeah. Basically, I when I am teaching word of God, I feel important. Are you gonna say? I feel important. I feel very important when I'm teaching because that's my major place of work. I feel very important. That's why I can teach and teach and teach and teach because it makes me feel important. When you are not working, you are not feeling it. Even when you play too much, over the while you feel not important. You feel like you're not serious. You start seeing the need to become what? Serious in life. You start seeing the need to become serious. When I played and played and played as a primary, in primary school, I started seeing the need to become serious. Nobody tells you. You just start seeing the need to become serious. Why? Because what is what makes us feel important in life. What makes us feel significant in life. So, when people see work as a bad thing or some as punishment, it means that they are seeing what to make them significant as what? Punishment. Your purpose can only be channeled in the area of work. If you are not working, you cannot fulfill your purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are we together? Like our story of David. Remember, David was taking care of his father's sheep. Is that not so? He was working, he was not playing up and that. He was the last born. So they should have let him as the last born to what? To play around. No, he's the last one. Let him play, 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 let him play. But he was giving work. And that work made him feel important to that. Why could he come and stand and start talking to his brothers and son and telling everybody wants to fight Goliath? Because over the years, work had made him feel what? Important. And it was in the place of work that he could kill the bear. To kill the lion. Remember, we learned, learned to solve the problems at home. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if you are not working at home, how can you solve problems at home? There are children who all they want to do is to play and play and play and play and play. No. Are you getting me? Playing, playing, playing will make you feel very insignificant, make you feel useless, and make you feel what? Worthless. You have to work. Work in your academics, video books. Work at home, helping the chores at home. Work makes you feel important. Are we together? Yes. Makes you feel important. You work with your head, you work with your hands. You start feeling what? Important. important. By the day, you start feeling important. But if you're not working, you're not feeling important. Are we together? Now, so God puts the desire to feel important in man. And he helped man use that desire that was giving man a work to do. So every time you are giving a work to do, that it is God giving you an avenue, giving you a way to make yourself feel worse. Important. Exactly. Helping the church at home. I remember when Thomas when was here, I discovered that there are some times my dad, he just stopped sending you on errand. Not because he's angry with you, I get what I'm saying. But like maybe he just subconsciously does it. And he starts sending other children on errand. Or even sending this one on errand. And when it happens to me, I start feeling guilty. Or I just have been, what have I done wrong to this one? What have I done? I start feeling guilty. I noticed when I grew up, I noticed that it was not because he was angry with me. Or it was angry with the child. I get what I'm saying. It's just that he didn't just take me. There are five children. <laughs> Everyone can go. So, it doesn't mean he keeps sending one or sending two, and there are five, and ignores three. 
And when he does it, I start feeling bad. I'm like, what wrong did I do to daddy that is not sending me on errand? Then maybe he notices that we are feeling bad that is not sending us. Then he now starts sending us on errand. You can imagine that. So there was this sense of significance and importance in the house where daddy sends you errands. Now, so when you are not carrying out a tax, when you are not working, your subconscious mind makes you feel that you are not useful. As that children, over the time, you see that they want to start taking responsibility. You not force them to take responsibility. They just start, they just start seeing the need to take responsibility because there's this desire in there, there's this need for significance in everybody. Are you getting me? Yes. This need for importance in everybody. So you just see that they start going to do the do the house chores that you not send them sometimes. So they start saying, I want to help you, I want to help you. Why? Because they want is a natural desire, it's an inbuilt desire to feel what? Important. Work is the channel by which you become what? Important in life. Look at everybody that is important. They are working. I get what I'm saying. They are working. There is no body that is lazy about that is important. Um, I, was, I was listening to a particular, um, was it, I think it's a, it's a prince, and he said sometimes he feels guilty. Say so why? Because it's actually not working, doing any work. The royal family has money there for him. So he said people cook his food, do his laundry. Next, when he wants to travel, the packages luggage for him. I get what I'm saying. The only what he literally does is to feed himself and make himself. And it's like he's feeling guilty. That guilt is a natural thing. Because the natural man was wired to feel important due to what work. That's what makes you feel important. The more you work, the more you feel important. The less you work, the less you feel what? Important. Are we together? So God puts it there, and then the, 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 the work that God created was for what? Man to feel important. And by not feeling important, remember, man is in a partnership with God. God created man to make it like what? Heaven. Are we together? So, okay, heaven is beautiful, heaven is perfect. Okay, God made the earth and it was very good. And God told man, okay, moving from very good state to continuous perfection. Are you hear what I'm saying? And for man to do that, man has to dress and keep the garden. By, by man dressing and keeping the garden, man is partnering with God. He's making the will of God to happen here on earth. Are you hear what I'm saying? So everything about what God gave to man is for man to be in partnership with God. Work is for man to what? Partner with God. So it means that if you are not working in the line with God's purpose for your life. You are not partnering with God. You are doing your own thing. Are you getting me? And God, you see, is not committed to somebody who is not partnering with you. There are many people who are crying, God, meet my needs. God, bless me. God, help me. And God asks them, the work I gave you to do, are you doing it? Are you getting me? If you are not doing the work He gave you to do, how will you get the needs next? Adam was to dress and keep the garden. If he didn't dress and keep the garden, the bushes would have been overgrown. 
Is that not so? He didn't, he didn't water the garden. He was not watering the garden. He's also trained, dressed and killed. If he didn't dress and killed, the bushes don't have grown, and then he cannot have access to the garden to eat. The, the trees will become so big, so bushy. They will cover everywhere. And now, okay, you now want to go and pluck some vegetables. You cannot pluck some vegetables because trees are covered everywhere. Are you getting it? So you have the responsibility of pruning them, taking care of the garden, and you get what I'm saying, so that the garden will be accessible, so that they can be able to enter it and get what he's looking for. Most of the times, the issue we have is not because we don't have a work, it is because we have neglected our work. And when you neglect your work, nobody will work it for you. I get what I'm saying. And then, although the work will be producing, but you cannot have access to do what to take from it. Okay? All right. So, um, Adam and Eve, and later on, they sinned against God. And um, instead of them, you know, taking care of the garden, what were they doing? Eve was listening to the devil. Is that not so? And um, by sinning against God, they Eve took a decision, a selfish decision. Are you getting me? And Adam seconded her in selfish decision. And that selfish decision was that it rewards the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. By doing that, what happened? They disobeyed God. And this decision made Adam and Eve become independent. God wanted Adam and Eve to depend on him again. I get what I'm saying. But now sin made Adam and Eve to start depending on themselves. That is why they sold fig leaves to cover themselves. Remember? And that is why at the end of the day, God said, okay, before you were to eat from the fruit of the garden, now you say you want to eat from the sweat of your face. So God said, okay, the ground is cursed. In general, the ground is cursed. I told that I'm looking from the sweat of your face. You eat. It is your face you wanted to eat from. Before I gave you the garden to eat from. And now you say you want to eat from the sweat of your face. Okay, now start eating from the sweat of your face. When we look at that punishment, it looks as if God was harsh. No, God was not harsh. God was actually, they requested for it. And he gave them the request. That's all he did. And God will not fight with your request. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, if you look at Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6, we, I'll use the King James Version, then we should use another translation. And let's open this English if I'm getting it. It says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. You see, it now became, it's not, it now became our own way, not God's way again. Are we together? Before, we are to follow God's way. Are you getting it? Adam and Eve. They were to follow God's way. But now, they are not following their own way. Can we see it in easy English? Or? Isaiah 53 and 6 it says, We all gone away like sheep. Hmm. Each of us have turned to his own way. Mm. And the Lord has put all our sins on him. You see that? You see that? Yes. So you see, 
Whenever my youth did that, they started going their own way. Instead of going God's way. And when we when we go our own way, it means that we have left the work God gives gave us. And we are doing our own work. And that's not going to make us feel important. What do you feel important when we do the work that God gives us? Are we together? All right, now, we, we looked at, um, we started reading about Solomon, you know, how David gave the introduction of Solomon, um, before the uh, introduction of how um, God told him not to build, before God told him about his son, Solomon, amen to Jesus. Amen. Now, Solomon was somebody who tried to get everything that his heart wanted. Are we together? He was the king of Israel after David. He was the wisest and richest king. Amen. Amen. In, in the book of Ecclesiastes, um, Solomon, if we look at Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us of all his, his adventures. Are we together? You know, we're going to be uh, reading of his adventures, um, maybe by the next, next, next lesson. But we want to first read about Solomon. So that we'll get a little background about Solomon, then we'll now read about his adventures. Solomon had a lot of adventures. He did a lot of experiments. Amen. Amen. He was searching for wisdom, searching for foolishness, and searching for madness. Solomon searched for three things. He asked God for wisdom, and God gave him wisdom. And then he kept the wisdom of God aside. And after that, searching for the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of the devil. And then he after searching for madness, after searching for foolishness. See, some of the times when you have all the luxuries at your disposal, you start doing unnecessary adventure. Now, if you have to struggle to get those things, um, but like we read, David said, okay, I prepared the gold and the silver, everything for Solomon to build. Solomon had all the materials on ground, and then even the relationship he needed for the wood, it was his father's connection he used. The king of Hiram, see, to build his own connection, so everything was just available for him. The men, his father had already had people on ground, you know what I'm saying? So... Everything was on ground for him, so it gave him the luxury to start doing other things. If you have to fight to get it by yourself, you will have the luxury to do some other things. So Solomon started pursuing things, adventures that were not worth the money. You see, I have so much to do, I'm trying to achieve now. And I will never have the time in my life to seek after madness. Neither will I ever have the time in my life to seek after foolishness. Oh, no, no. In fact, some of the times I tell, tell the Lord, I say, God, you see, the things I did in the past, even in the ministry, was based on my level of understanding. Lord, you know, I spent hours praying, and this was how you led me. I, I had to talk like that to God because I felt, feel that, oh, I should have known better. I should have known more. And I should have known better. That's what I feel. I should have known more and I should have known better. But you see, it was the level I read, I studied, I prayed. Yes, I still worked at that level of wisdom. Sometimes I want to beat myself, but I tell myself, well, you did your best. I get what I'm saying. And what about somebody? 
that he had the full load of wisdom downloaded. You see, sometimes when you don't have to struggle for some things, some people don't value it. Someone asked God for two things, for knowledge and for wisdom. This knowledge was the knowledge of science. It was the knowledge of philosophy and logic. If you see, he was a very philosophical person and logical reason. I hear what I'm saying. He had the knowledge of science. But he said there are, there, are, there are three things that are too, uh, too difficult for me to understand. And three things I cannot, I cannot care to understand. He said, the way of the snake in the rock, the way of um, the, um, the bed in the sky, the way of the boat in the sea, and then he said, the way of a man with a woman. Now, the way of the snake and the rock was talking about the train. Solomon was already, how many thousands of years ago, before then, was already thinking of the train technology. I get what I'm saying. Because the train, for you to actually get a train, you have to be able to get the tracks, and it has to be a solid, rocky, uh, solid um, ground. He actually even put some kind of rocks on the ground so they can put the tracks on it because of the weight and the pressure of the train. So the way of the snake on the rock, and you know the, the train looks like the snake. Okay. The way of the train on the rock speaks of the train. The way of the bird, the eagle in the sky, it speaks of what? The aeroplane. The way of the boat in the um, sea, it speaks of the ship, the technology of the ship, which actually is brought about. Are you get what I'm saying? And the way of the man with a woman is what we are still understanding to tomorrow. Are you get what I'm saying? All right. Now, these were technological and scientific inventions that Solomon was thinking of in his time. He was thinking about them. Are you getting me? I said that his wisdom, when the Bible says was the wisest thing that ever did, people don't understand. Tito, um, in India, they have had a train technology that has lasted for decades. That was, they had one of the old when it comes to train. Some weeks back, they had a train, two trains had accidents, and hundreds of people were injured and lost their lives. You understand know, what And they were saying it was a matter of negligence on the part of the signal given. Now, after many years of using the train technology, by now we should expect that we should have what perfected the technology to such a way that there will never be anything about pollution. But they still have the pollution. Are you getting what I'm saying? Solomon was thinking of train technology thousands of years before the technology came. The Lambert brothers were the one who invented the um, first aeroplane. Are you get what I'm saying? Solomon was thinking of what the Lambert brothers started, started up with many years ahead of before it. Activities, the ship, flotation law. Solomon was thinking of this. Yeah, it's, it's not, when he says he was the wisest, the reason why he was wise was not because he, uh, number one, the shepherd, when the king of Shepherd came, he bamboozled her with his wisdom. She said she, 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 she brought hard questions to him and he answered all of them. Far beyond that was that he was thinking centuries ahead of his time. Centuries. We cannot use decades because decades is telling you, talking about generations and centuries ahead of his time. Centuries, a hundred years, is that not so? So, and this was a man that lived 
how many thousands of years? Over two thousand years ago. So how many <laughs> how many centuries? Oh, he was thinking of centuries ahead of that. That kind of wisdom, eh? It cannot be compared. Yeah, we heard of when um, um, the, when people were talking about the worldwide web. Um, so many, some like 1980s or 70s, is that not so? And people were saying, people were laughing at them, were like, what by the world? There's not this thing, but just uh, uh, you are fantasizing. But look at also the worldwide web is in existence. Are you know what I'm saying? So that these people just only thought of maybe 30 years ahead of their time. They thought of um, 40 years of, ahead of their time, maybe. But so many thought of thousands of years. Of the time. No matter how people are thinking the AI technology and every other, no matter how much they are thinking, nobody in our time in this century can think a thousand years ahead. They are doing their best to, but they cannot. Why? Because it takes the wisdom of God to move into time like that. Solomon moved into time like this. That's kind of wisdom. Are you get what I'm saying? I don't see what he needed again. Oh, if I have that kind of wisdom. If only I have that kind of wisdom. Thank God I have it in Jesus. Amen. Praise God. to Jesus. But now, Solomon, he had this, but he could. Because he did not, he just prayed one prayer. After and a boost he offered as sacrifice. It was not even in that box thing. Whether it is not in the power of God, but you don't value it. You see, it is study. To get the knowledge you have. Today we study to get the knowledge you have. We are reading to this textbook. We are reading all of them. It is study to get this knowledge. This knowledge was a gift. He asked for wisdom and knowledge. God gifted it to him. So he didn't the boost his appetite. What an ample it was not in the opportunity to his money. The gold and silver and wood and everything to be there, it was not his money. To be them, it was not his money. Everything came on the platform of God to him, including the wisdom. So he had the luxury to go and start searching for what? For foolishness, for madness, and for other kinds of reasons. But those of us that are still trusting God and praying for this kind of things to come out, we don't have that luxury. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Now, so we see that Solomon was somebody who was like Adam. He was giving everything. And it's when God gave him wisdom. Why did he ask for wisdom? He said, God, these people are so great before me. Give me wisdom and knowledge to do what? To go before them and do what? And come back. He didn't ask wisdom for nothing. He asked wisdom for what? For a work. The work was to go before these people, these children of Israel, and come back. That was the reason why I asked for the wisdom. But at the end of the day, the purpose why God gave me the wisdom. The work God gave him to do. The, the wisdom gave him the wisdom to do. He started neglecting the world and started focusing on the pursuit of what? Madness and foolishness. You see, it all boils down to what? The work. God gives you everything for the work. And when you now neglect the work, you will see that you start pursuing the world for And the bottom line is that our significance, our importance, is in doing the work. Say what is the work? Start from the household church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be important at home. Let 
you know, there are children that when they are not at home, their parents feed their parents why? Because man, these children are the ones that do what they want to do. They are working for them. But they are children that when they are not at home, their children don't feed their parents. Why? Because it doesn't do anything at home. I know what I'm saying. The reason why their parents need them at home is because they are their child. It's their child. It's their child. Their child cannot get missing. Every parent loves the child. Whether you walk or you don't work, they love you. So don't get missing. Nothing wrong should happen to you. But if it's as regards value in the house, you are not really placing much value in the house. So God gives our value system comes from the work we do. Our significance comes from us. The work we do. If we don't use the strength that God has given us, the desire that God has given us to be significant for the work He has given us to do, we become like Solomon. If we don't use the wisdom to go before the people and come out from the people, we become like Solomon. That what? I will start chasing madness and what? Food. So we must always make sure that we do the work that God has given us to do. So we remain important. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. Beloved, thanks for participating in this teaching session. We believe you've been enriched and empowered by God's Word. For any information and inquiries, kindly reach us via ministry at gmail.com. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.